Begin transmission. Transmission. The Frontline Gaming Network presents Art of War. Strategy and tactics. Discussions with the best players on the planet. The Frontline Gaming Network presenting Art of War with Nick Nanavati and John Damaris. Hey, Art of War family. Welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, John. And this week, we have the esteemed TJ Lanigan to talk all things Death Guard with the new codex that just released. Uh, joining me, as always, is the one and only Nick Nanavati, the veritable Tom Brady of Warhammer 40K, who's going to help us break down the discussion. And as always, we've got kind of a new format going on now. We call it our dojo format, where we're going to talk about designing a list, a mono Death Guard list in this case, using the new rules. Um, and TJ is going to help us break it down. Nick, why don't you go ahead, introduce TJ, talk about his uh, bona fides, and let's get started. TJ is a man who needs no introduction. He is the best-dressed man in all of 40K, always catching the student a tie. He's been on the Art of War podcast uh, many times now, talking about all things chaos. He's also an Art of War coach, so if you want to learn about the new Death Guard, which we're here to break down today uh, more in deep and more in depth, get some coaching from TJ. TJ, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much for having me on again, guys. Yeah, anytime. So just to review, we're not really doing the same old style with no events or viewer events. Uh, it's just not got the same draws before. So what we're going to do is focus more on the list construction and, and all that stuff. So perfect time to start with the new Death Guard Codex. Uh, it just got previewed, so there's copies online everywhere. And uh, TJ has been brainstorming some lists in the dojo, as you put it. So uh, we're going to figure out the adventure he's been going on. So before we get started, TJ, um, why don't you talk about what was your first impression? What are the things that you would say were wins for Death Guard coming out of the Codex? Um, <clears throat> so the main stuff is, um, you know, at first glance, the characters really uh, are just the best part of the book. Um, you know, obviously Morty is Morty. He's a monster. But with even without Morty, like... Like they really cinched, like they really synced up the book and all the characters with that part. Like you want to take every character because they're all helpful. So I thought that was really cool because like they kind of fed into what chaos is in general, right? Like every time you built a chaos list, you're taking five to six characters. I mean, assassinate is usually the secondary that gets picking, taken every time against chaos. It doesn't really matter what your list is. Um, so is very, uh, fitting for them to have such powerful characters. Yeah. It makes total sense to me. And I, I totally agree. I think, uh, Lord of Contagions, for example, used to be terrible and no matter how hard they tried, they were always terrible. So it's really cool to see them and the Lords of Virulence and all those elite characters really get uniqueness and come into their own without just making them more powerful. Like the Foul Blightspawn, you know, his flamer got nerfed and he still got better as a unit. Which is right. Cool. I was just going to say that. I mean, like, he didn't even really get that much of a nerf. He got a damage nerf by one, but, like, when you combo together all the things that he can do, he becomes so much more powerful that it's just insane. Well, that's great. So let's let's help some of the newer players out there. Um, what were some of the primary rules changes for Death Guard? You know, and then let's talk about where you were led in your list construction. Like, where where was the first place you wanted to go to build a list that's mono Death Guard? Sure. So I mean, like the big change is obviously uh, no more five plus feel no pain, and uh, with that change, discussing resilience basically becomes a minus one damage. So immediately when you think minus one damage you're thinking okay how can i as a chaos player make the most use out of this new ability so the first thing that comes to mind is you're going to want to take units that are as many wounds as possible so first choice you know first glance at the book the first thing you're going to look for is like which has the most wounds that is still super powerful and still gets the job done and they kind of helped you out with that by making these units so good. And those are your Terminators. Uh, both your, uh, you know, they have two different kinds of Terminators, which is great for you uh, be basically being able to take, you know, six full squads of Terminators um, is, you know, your Death Shrouds and your Blight Lords. Uh, so 
that really helps them. And it discussing resilience makes them really good because now uh, at minus one damage, when you think about all the weapon profiles that are currently out on, you know, currently out, currently available, most of these are basically two damage. You know, you got your plasma inceptors and your heavy bolters and things like that. These are prominent in the current meta, and these are things that people are going to take to basically handle a lot of different units. And Death Guard don't really care about those if you take the right things, if you take the right units. So um, all the other bonuses that they had, you know, um, the advancing and things like that, they already had all that stuff. So really the biggest change, and it feels big, is really that disgusting resilient change. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that's the that's the hallmark change of this book for the old one. Feel and Pain was the staple of Death Guard for the entirety of Eighth. That's gone. Your Plague Ranger Terminators, they all gained a wound and minus one damage. There's been a lot of other changes, but I think that's definitely the most overarching one. I will say they added a new concept too, like Contagion Ranges. What's your general take on Contagion? How you how does it work and then how do you use it? So um it's a turn-based um ability that basically increases the range uh it can increase the range a whole bunch of ways uh with different characters different spells strats but primarily it's increased based on the turn order in which you're in so it gets uh a larger range um the longer the game goes on basically which uh is a cool concept i definitely enjoy it it definitely feels fluffy now um just to clarify, it's an aura that pretty much every model in your army emits. So on Battleground 1, it's 1 inch, and Battleground 2, it's 3 inches, then 6, then 9, like TJ was saying. And yeah. then the stock, the stock aura is minus 1 toughness. So basically, in yeah. combat, then short range, it's, close, it's minus 1 toughness. Yeah, I mean, as long as you are mono Death Guard. So that is uh, kind of like a, a thing that you really need to understand. And we obviously are talking about mono Death Guard, but this is also for players who you know are thinking about maybe souping in some death guard or you know they like terminators or something like that you just will not get the contagion it is just for mono death guard so that was kind of a, a understandable um reason i mean minus one toughness is super strong if you could just take units that just minus one damage i'm oh, sorry minus one toughness all the time that would be uh very 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 strong so i understand why it's mono death guard um, but then, uh, with the play companies, you have the ability to get other contagions that do other abilities. So some of the very strong ones are, uh, half your movement within contagion range is very strong. Uh, no rerolls, no, uh, and no overwatch, um, is, is another very, very strong one. So these are some very powerful, uh, abilities that can definitely, um, change the game in your favor you know they're they're definitely game changers and uh you the more you get games the, the more you play with these stuff the more you understand the better you'll get with them and using the different combos like certain characters will add plus three inches to the range there are some strats that increase the range as well yeah, so this, there's just this a plethora. is definitely a uh, type of mechanic we've never really seen in 40k before, so it's going to take some time to learn how to use it. But the way they've structured it in terms of the play companies and how you can use Flash Outbreak to give it to any of your units, um, having the auras be emitted from a unit of your choice uh, instead of just a character, then uh, it's really cool. And so I think that's going to be a big way to center your Death Guard list around moving forward. But anyways, TJ, you have designed a bunch of Death Guard lists. Why don't you walk us through the process that was you designing it? Let's get into the good stuff. Sure. I mean, so first first things first. I mean, the the best part of the book is Terminators. So most of the lists are going to have a lot of Terminators in it. I mean, they are, I think, the most um, beneficial units. And they, they got the, you know, the they, they utilize the most of the book. So what that, well, what I mean by that is, they have the ability to get plague weapons. Firstly, they're core. So everything that does rerolls and everything that affects core units, kind of that big overarching changes they made in the ninth edition, well, they're core. They get all those. So that's really strong. And then all of the strats basically affect them. So um, they have the ability to get 
you know, uh, plague weapons. They have the ability to increase the range on said, pl uh, said plague weapons for maybe their bolters. You can make those plague weapons as well. Um, these are all super strong abilities that basically just kind of uh, multiply their their you know their viability on the table. And again, like we said, these things are uh, blight lords in particular. Uh, they are you know uh, toughness five, three wounds, two plus armor, four plus invul, minus one damage. I mean that by itself is just a terrifying stat line. And then I'm going to tell you how many points they are. For the low, low price of 40 points, you get one of these guys. So for 210 points, you can get a melee special weapon and a shooting special weapon. That's fantastic. I mean, that is super, super cost efficient. Um, so these units are obviously elites or terminators and just walk around. They're super tough and you know they shoot some combi bolters on the plane. That's just what they do. They just walk around and exist at people. They just exist on people. I mean, when they get into melee, they definitely uh, they they got plus one attack on their stat lines. So <clears throat> uh, three attacks, four attacks on the sergeant um, are very very strong. And again, you're going to couple all of this with the fact that you're minus one toughness. So weapons that are plus one strength are now you know actually doing a lot better. I mean, when you go from toughness four to toughness three, and I become toughness six. Uh, sorry, strength six. I'm wounding you on twos, rerolling ones. That's going to start to hurt real quick. Um, you're going to definitely feel the pressure of not wanting to get in combat with me. So they trade extremely well in combat, and uh, you know they are extremely durable getting into combat. I mean, they don't move as slow as they used to. They move five inches. If you take a special character, they move even faster than that. They'll move six inches, which is great. Uh, so they'll move just like normal infantry. So they feel faster. They feel uh, yeah. they just feel and, and they have that no rule, which I really love. There's no modifiers to your movement. So yeah. force, craters, tangle foot grenades, whatever it might be, the bombers from Admiral can slow you down. I'm going to ignore all that. I'm just going to come towards you. You're, you're not stopping me unless you're killing me. That's huge. Yeah. So, I mean, um, you know, that that all that stuff uh, is super, super strong. And I I definitely think... If we're talking about people who made out the best, they definitely made out the best um, in the book. Well, so right. well, let's take the next step. So we're, we like Terminators. What kind of Terminators are we going to run? How are we going to support these Terminators? So, I mean, <clears throat> like I said, they are core, uh, but they're not troops. So first things first, if you're going to play a list, it needs troops in it. Um, so, uh, you know, we looked at the book. Uh, unfortunately, cultists uh, don't really exist anymore. But uh, you know, we looked around and we looked at plague marines. And, they only uh, needed sixty five hundred nerfs to really get the job done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just yeah, they did all of the nerfs at once for these things. Um, so we looked at plague marines, and honestly, I just wasn't too impressed with everything they can bring to the table. They just feel like a unit that likes to sit back and hang out because of how many points they cost. But then the issue is. They cost 100 points or 110 points for five bodies. If only there was a better option. And then I found Poxwalkers. And Poxwalkers got like a super, super buff in the new book. Um, they went to Toughness 4. Toughness 4 Poxwalkers feel amazing. You just think about how many times you get shot with a Strength 4 gun. And how, you know, now you can tell your opponent like, yeah, no. You wound me on a four, not a three. Like, that's a big deal. Not to mention, they kept all the same buffs that they had before. So they still ignore modif you know, they still ignore morale, which is really strong. They still have a six-up feel no pain. So, I mean, it, it got a little bit of a nerf. But, I mean, that's kind of the direction the Games Workshop is going with. So I understand. Um, so six-up feel no pain. And uh, they got some super powerful strats. I mean... Um, they have a one CP strat now, which is like just the best strat, I think, in this book, if you're going to be taking these guys. The Walking Dead? Oh, so good. So you pick up seven dice at the, at your, during your command phase, and you select a unit of Poxwalkers. They can only be selected once per game. Um, and then you roll seven dice. On a three plus, you get one of the destroyed models in your squad back. So the cool thing about that 
There's some implications here. This is in your command phase. You don't score until the end of your command phase. So you can pile on extra models onto objectives. You can get onto an objective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could get onto an objective. You weren't even on. You can make sure that you're holding one. Like, like we said before, if your opponent has too many models, you can can really catch people off guard too. So how many times your opponent shot you and when you pulled yourself off the objective so you don't get shot anymore? And then your opponent's like, oh, it's fine. He pulled himself off the objective, so I don't want to shoot them anymore. And then you revive the squad back on the objective. There's so many objectives like right next to a ruin. This is a perfect time to use that those kinds of tricks. Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's one CP. It's so strong and so good. So now, you're, now you've got your troops down. You figured out what your troops are. Now they have a little bit of caveat for their rule that says that for every one of them, you have to take one of... Um, the bubonic astartes so core units so basically we've got that we're already taking terminators so now we've got terminators and we've got pox walkers so pox walkers great for holding objectives and we've got terminators who are great for moving up the field and doing damage so now you need some other things to back up the list um you need stuff that's going to deal with uh long-range fire things that they don't like anti-tank and things like that yeah, so, I was going to say, what's stopping someone from just blowing up all your Terminators? They're slow and walking across the table. They're tough, but they're not unkillable. Right, so now we go with the, uh, you know, we can, t- we can handle the characters after we feel like these Terminators are going to survive more than one round of shooting. So uh, Plague Burst Crawlers actually um, got some interesting changes to their profile that I feel are a strong buff. Obviously, they lost the... You know the five plus feel no pain, yeah, which is- I agree with you. I think they got very subtle changes that were exactly what they needed. Yeah. So one of the biggest uh, things that Nick used to give me uh, shit about all the time was when I would tell him how amazing my playbooks cars are, and he would be like, "They hit on fours. Like they're really not that crazy. Like you know, they're not. They're good, but they're not amazing." Well, now. Nick's got nothing to say because now Playbridge Crawlers hit on a three. I'm, I'm on the train. Well, chug it, chug it, choo, choo. Let's go. Yep. So they ignore all the heavy stuff. So they don't have to worry about that when they're moving around. So basically, the only time they're going to get a negative is when they're shooting through terrain or an opponent has a minus one. So always hitting on threes, basically, um, is very, very good for them. Uh, their cannons got much better. I think entropy cannons is kind of the way to go with them, especially now that they don't have a they they don't really get access to that four up invul easily. Um, I feel like you're going to want to use them to kind of hold objectives in your backfield. They're not really rushing up the table anymore. Like I said, I think their their role changed, but um, now those cannons are you know three plus D three. So when well, they hit somebody, just a second. Like why do you like forever? Playbird's crawlers were just the flamer. That's the only thing anyone ever considered. And why why do you think the cannons have come back in style here? Um, you know, minus one damage. Uh, so now the flamers are kind of stock where they're at, you know, uh, so they don't get any buffs to increasing or anything like that. So if you were going to run one, maybe for a flamer, that'd be fine, but you're definitely not running three and you're definitely not running three across the table. Um, but the plague spewers now are only strength six strength six hurts a lot because they used to be strength seven. So that seems like a subtle change, but it was a user strength ability, which opened up all the doors for uh, different buffing mechanics. Anytime you buffed the unit's strength, you could then get it additional strength on the flamers. So that was a subtle change that definitely hurt the tank. But now their uh, entropy cannons are basically, you know, strength eight, nake four, D3 plus three plague weapon. So very, very strong. And I think one of the best things in the their profile now is that they are, uh, their mortar now is flat two damage, strength eight, nake two. So, and obviously- Yeah, I completely agree. So it still hits targets that it can't see, which is amazing. And just to add just a little bit of spice to the unit, they decided to give them a strat that is just such a fantastic strat. So what the strat does is it makes your mortar a flat three damage. So a flat three damage mortar is super strong. I mean, 
that allows you to basically know for a fact that you can kill a unit that is a two wound model with a six up feel no pain because the chances of them rolling two sixes on each failed save is just not going to happen. Often. Or there was a moment in my game the other night against Seeks and his blood angels. I had shot the first playburst crawler at a, at a smaller inceptor unit just to see what would happen, and I got it down to one model clean, just one model with three wounds, and I had another playburst crawler. I was like, I'm just going to spend a CP, make myself three damage. One failed save, this guy's dying. You know, that's yeah. it. So that's super strong. And then not only do they have that ability, but it also gives you in the same strat the ability to then mortal wound things around the unit that you wound as well. So now for everybody who obviously hasn't seen the book, when you read this strat, um, it doesn't say pick a model in that unit and everybody within three inches of that model gets it. It says unit within. So that means if you're taking a conga line of troops, everybody's getting hit. Everybody's taking that four plus roll. So that adds up very quickly, especially when you, you take certain armies that have no way to heal models. Like, yeah, it's one of those things. It doesn't sound too powerful for up to do one mortal. And it's a six, you do D3, right? Uh, no, that, that no. one just does, uh, no, just because of one. one more wound. Okay. Still, like, you do that strat like two times during a game, the same unit gets hit twice. You just did two mortal wounds like that. Now it's really vulnerable to like an explosion of a vehicle for the rest of the game. A four wound psycho takes a mortal wound. Now it's vulnerable to perils theoretically and has to spend CP to reroll it. Otherwise, they're risking to die. It's got big implications for later. And, you know, I think uh, Death Guard is kind of all about that mortal wound here, mortal wound there, little stuff, but it all adds up. And kind of that's that feels very fluffy for Death Guard. It's the attrition battle, and that's what yeah, they it's do It's always subtle stuff that makes you wonder where the codex is. That's exactly where it is. <laughs> yeah, right, so, it's, so it's all about doing the damage. So now we've got some long-range. Uh, in my list, I put two of those in there for some long-range firepower. And, so that, uh, that basically, like what role are they filling for you? The long-range firepower, but are we talking like your whole army is going to hide on a site and you have two indirect fire pieces, or are we just going to all in their face with this stuff? Uh, all in the face. I mean, that's kind of what the Terminators do. I mean, they, uh, they're they very bulky. Uh, there's some other elements to the list that deep strike in, but that's that's so that's the core of the army. So you got... Something probably about, I'd say, 20 Poxwalkers running across the table with 15 Terminators. Um, and then we go with, uh, you know, some other support pieces. So that general list lends itself to um, some, you know, uh, people sitting back and waiting for you because you, they know that yeah. you're coming for them. And you and someone who can just sit there now and shoot you like Admech or something. Right. So... Um, that's why the, I think the Plague Burst Crawlers with the long range is definitely uh, effective. But yeah, we took some other stuff. that Admech army in a firefight, so you have some covering fire, and they may want to know, not get shot by Plague Burst Crawlers for six turns straight or five turns straight, so they divert firepower to the Plague Burst Crawlers, lets the Terminators get there. Yeah, so we've got that going on, uh, and then we take Death Shrouds. So I have a second detachment for this Death Shroud, um, this Death Shroud part of the list. So uh, we took uh, Chosen Sons for the second detachment. What was the first detachment? I'm still confused. And what was the HQ for that? Or are we still, we're, we're taking Death Shrouds to Deep Strike, and that's where you're going next, okay? Yeah, we're just going around. Uh, so the first well, detachment is Ferryman. The second detachment is Chosen Sons. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, yeah. So Chosen Sons for the second detachment. What that allows um, the things inside of that detachment to do is it basically makes all of uh, it makes a unit have two damage plague spewers and flamers uh plague spurt gauntlets plague belchers all that fun stuff so what's cool about that is well all of the uh death shrouds you're going to be taking now have two damage uh flamers you know any one of those can take it so if you're doing it correctly basically one unit should come in on turn two. One unit comes in on turn three. You use the strat for each one of them. And now you have two damage flamers. And then they're 12-inch flamers with their ability. And then you can then amplify that by 
uh, spending a CP to make it an 18 inch flamer. So you're going to hit something that you want, and then you'll be able to charge and get to maybe the closer unit that you actually wanted to get in combat with. I see. So you're going to combine a few strats here. There are plague weapons. You can increase the range, make them two damage. Really good stuff. Uh, but you're still only strength three AP, nothing. What the hell are you doing with this? Lots of, I mean, two damage stuff, I mean, is super strong. If only there was a character that could then make that minus one AP. Uh, there's a Lord of Contagion. So, I'm uh, sorry, Lord of Virulence. So now I can take a Lord of Virulence, and that adds an extra AP to my flamers. So now on sixes, we do negative one AP. So now we're just going to do a whole bunch of abilities together. And his flamer on two damage is actually super strong as well. Uh, so he can take an upgrade to make his flamer basically plus one strength, which makes it a strength six flamer. And then he can do uh, his can pathogen. You can make it two mortal wounds on sixes. So it's a 2d6 flamer. That basically does uh, mortal wounds on sixes. So you got this like 12 to 18 inch range shooting flamer army thing going on. Not really like in love with that, but like that's a cool side thing you can do. So, all right, I'm with it. What else so, you, you know, now you've got your tanks, you've got your terminators and like death shrouds. Yeah, the flamers are crazy, but it is nice to be able to get rid of chaff and small units like that. Yeah, that, that is something Death Guard struggles with. You have so many awesome quality man reaper attacks. Sometimes the lowly cultist goes unnoticed. Right. So it's nice to be able to deal with that stuff. And, you know, uh, you've got the shooting from the Terminators and stuff like that. They've got light launchers, neg two, two damage. Uh, they get exploding sixes for um, those things as well. So they'll get extra shots every time they roll a six to hit. Um, and then... You know, then we go with the characters. So you've got Tallyman. He's got the Toll Keeper. Allows you to basically get those additional attacks on anything plague weapon wise um, with your within range of him. So that was that's all the uh, light launchers. You can also make your bolters uh, plague weapons. So then they'll do. This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges, so you never have to think about ink. Save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash instantinkspotify. Reroll uh, extra shots on sixes, and then you can reroll ones with a character as well, which basically whatever character you take from the HQ slot, because they all have the same ability. So that gives you that. So you kind of, like I said, it's lots of plink damage, lots of small stuff, but super durable army that just kind of is there to do damage. Um, initially, I wanted Morty in the list. Morty feels great. And then you realize that you're, everyone you're going to play against is, after a month of this book being out, is going to have 16 different ways to deal with Morty because they'll just take all of the last cannon slash eradicator slash you multi-melta, attack bikes, whatever it is. Um, so he didn't make it into the final cut, unfortunately. Um, but Typhus is in there. I find that Typhus is a super, um, all right, you're, you I like where you're going with this, but we got to talk about this, right? So Mortarian is in everyone's mouth. Like literally everyone is talking about Mortarian. He's the talk of the town. Everyone says he's broken and you're just like, yeah, he didn't make it. I took Typhus instead and no one's talking about Typhus. What the hell's going on? So Typhus is 165 points, right? Uh, he doesn't break any of your, um, your company. So you can just take him like normal. Um, and, uh, you know, he has a strength seven man reaper and he's got that double profile. So he's got, you know, attack rolls. Hit. You can make two hits for each one of them. So he's got the he, same number he, of attacks. He's pretty badass in combat. He, he's no more Terry, but he's pretty badass. Sure. So he's got the same number of attacks as a demon prince. So I don't have to spend any CP on him to get him any additional abilities like, uh, uh, Lord of Contagion, getting him a strat, make him stronger, or taking a relic or anything like that. He casts two powers, 
That's very strong. He also has a mortal wound command ability um, that a unit within six inches just takes D3 mortal wounds. Nice and simple. Very, really easy to just handle. Adds up nicely with that Blaber's Crawler thing. Yeah, adds up with that. It also adds up with uh, his two spells. I mean, Curse of the Leper is really strong when you're minus one toughness. Um, you know, oh, that's most, true. Yeah. most mm-hmm. things you you do a mortal wound on a four plus, so that's cool. Um, we're talking about, you know, when we talk about, uh, you know, uh, the mortal wounds and being able to snipe characters, kind of like some of my other lists, you want the ability to basically, you know, just do wounds do wounds do mortal wounds so he does uh if there is a unit within six inches to him he can do like 10 he can do like 10 mortal wounds a turn just by being just by existing not even in combat just normal stuff so i I find him to be really good i mean two spells two plus armor i mean um you're saying he's just a good value character yeah he's just He's just super strong. He also makes your Poxwalkers t- uh, strength four. It's not super amazing to make them strength four, but like that strat, again, Poxwalkers have another really good strat that makes them basically do mortal wounds when they hit uh, on sixes. So when a 20-man unit punches, and since they're on 25-millimeter bases, when you get most of those attacks in, you could do like seven mortal wounds on mutant strain. So seven mortal wounds before you've even started to wound, again mortal wounds so uh, you hear me talk about it a lot when i build lists but for death guard i think it's very important to note how many ways how many different ways you can get mortal wounds in the list so it kind of it's just an attrition list it's it's a very attrition based and i think that's honestly how death guard play i don't think you're going to find anything in death guard after a month or so that you're like this list just kills everything on the table and everything dies by turn two. They don't, they don't play like that. Uh, it's slow. You still have to get, answer this question for me, though. I'm still lost on how we didn't take Mortarian. Like, you sold me on Titus. He's cool, but why am I not seeing Mortarian? For the record, I also agree Mortarian is not an auto-take, but I, I need to ask the question. So, yeah, I mean, so 500 points, a fourth of your army. Um, if you don't go first against... If you think about all the matchups in which he doesn't really work, uh, it's more so than you think. Yeah, it is a lot more than you think. So there's ahead. a reason why I have CP when I played my other list to put Magnus in reserve if the match was bad. Now the difference between Magnus and Morty is when Magnus finally gets on the table, he's minus one to hit, three up involved, maybe toughness eight. Morty, yeah, he's toughness eight, but he only will ever have a four up involved. The minus one. That might not even happen. You might just flub a roll. He might just. Oh, I, spell I failed it. in my game against C because that thing fails with CP all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't really have the gaze of fate to just re roll one of the dice. You have to re roll the whole thing. The cast. It's not reliable. Right. It's not reliable. And then the half, the minus one damage is strong. It's great. But, like, when you think about minus one damage, we kind of talked about, I kind of talked about this before um, when I was talking about tanks and stuff like that, like play burst crawlers going up the line. Like, uh, a unit of five eradicators is going to kill a play burst crawler, whether or not you're minus one damage. Before with the feel no pain, probably not. But that's the way the army changed. So well, Morty yeah, is kind of in the same boat. If if a lot of players, just to kind of bring this back a notch, a lot of players who are the opposition death guard are losing their mind. Like my plasma scepters are never going to kill Mortarian. And that's totally true. Mortarian is broken against the weapons he's broken against. Yeah. But from a Death Guard player's perspective, all right, Sisters of Battle can just do flat nine damage, multi-melt is out the butt. You can one CP reroll to win against Psychers. Also, let's talk about the fact that Mortarian has the keywords demon and Psyker. There is so much anti-demon hate in this game, like Sisters, Grey Knights, um, Vengeance of Cadia for Chaos altogether. If they just decide Mortarian's a problem, Mortarian is done. Like that's just the way that works. And people are going to decide that. You, It was the same when Castellans were big and things like that. Now, I'm not saying he's the next Castellan, but I think he's the next boogeyman that people want. They're going to tech for. They're gonna yeah, go they're definitely going to tech for him. And it's not like Mortarian is foolproof. Like There are these hard counters that, you know, Mortarian versus four damage, smite spam, great ice. There isn't a plan B. 
he is actually just going to die. Yep. He's not 16 wounds to hide behind a wall. You can't afford to have him hiding behind the wall. It's not, then you're wasting He doesn't jump points. back every turn. You don't have access to warp time if you're playing mono death guard. So, I mean, he's, that, very, he's really good when he's really good. He's probably unstoppable when he, yeah, is I mean, where he could be unstoppable, but that's not every game. Yeah, and I think in Mono Death Guard, I think if you don't have access to warp time, it, I think I said this uh, when we did the Chaos Clinic earlier in the week, I think if you don't have access to warp time, I don't think you should take Morty. I think he is a, oh, hey, I moved 24 inches in one turn, and now I can get up there and charge stuff and be immediately in your face. Awesome. Oh, wait, I don't have access to warp time. Now I have to maybe not even get into combat till turn three. I'm probably dead, or I've probably taken a lot of wounds, and that's not good. But you know what gets me? By today's standards, he's not even that good in combat. Like, what are you rushing to do? Not kill five intercessors? Like, you fly him across the table. Your warp time is but with Magnus, whatever. He doesn't mathematically kill five intercessors through transhuman. So that's why he didn't make it into the list, unfortunately. Um uh, and I, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person who uh, definitely makes lists to what I think the meta is going to be, as well as what I currently think the meta once this, you know, once my list or once someone else's list comes out, I think that the meta is going to shift heavy into dealing with him uh, and other things in the list. Um, you know, people talking about Volkite dreadnoughts and contemptors and things like that. Uh, for the record, um, everybody, uh, eradicators love targets like that. They, they, they love eradicators, and they're not, eradicators are not that expensive. They will take three squads just so they can kill something on turn one, uh, turn two, turn three, you know, make sure that thing's dead. So, yeah, unfortunately, that's why I didn't make it into the list. Uh, if he was cheaper, he would obviously make it into the list, but 500 is a very hard sell. 500 is like when he goes down early to a bad matchup, the rest of your army really needs to put in the work, and with only 1,500 points, I don't know if it can all the time. And the rest of the list, just to be clear, is Death Guard. And we know that Death Guard are slow and steady. They do plink damage. They do attrition battles. That's just how this this book plays. It's also how they play in the lore. Like, that's how they, they've always existed in the lore. They have rusty knives. They don't even bother to sharpen their knives in the lore. They don't care. They're just they're there to kind of poke and prod until something gets through and they plink through your armor or there's nothing left. So, I mean, that's how Death Guard plays in the Codex. That's how you're going to have to play them on the the table. And I, I don't think that Morty fits in. I think he's just too slow for that. Uh, and too, too, too big of a, a target on his head, not too slow. I, I think Morty lends himself to playing the game for five turns as like a control centerpiece type thing that does a lot of different stuff throughout the game. And if he dies early because the opponent can just knock him out, there's not a plan B, usually. Yeah, and I don't like to be in that position. I don't like no, to be put in a position where I have no way out. So yeah. um, that's why he's not on the list. And I apologize <laughs> to all the avid Death Guard players who are going to listen to this and be like, wow. Now, I've talked to some of my other colleagues, you know, my other Masters of Chaos who also play Death Guard, like, uh, like Sam Lucidi, and he's like, I don't play, I don't play Morty in my list either. Mortarian doesn't make it in the list. He's just too much. There are definitely other things that could make it in the list. You know, um, those blow drones are quite fantastic. Um, they are super good for their points cost. Um, yeah, but I'm kind of trying to avoid a particular type of what I think the the meta and what different matchups are going to be. So the same things that kill Morty are also the same things that would kill a drone on turn one or you know and it might not kill a flavor crawler because that can be like in the backfield you know you don't want more yeah in the back it can field. sit all the way back there and if if he starts taking fire and doesn't die what does he do crawls behind a wall and you never see him again and he just continues to mortar you because he doesn't need line of sight for that right get it because he's a plague burst crawler right? yeah so you kind of just you know the list kind of lends itself to some um so just recap for me. What is the full list top to bottom? All right. So let's let's do this. Um, so we've got Typhus. So in a Ferryman's attachment, you got Typhus, Blightspawn, which uh the stench vats. Um and we took uh Arch Contaminator on him to give you those those lovely rerolls. 
Uh, we got a Lord of Virulence. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, then we got 15 Terminators in that detachment. Uh, each each Terminator squad has got a Blight Launcher and a Flail of Corruption. Um, so, so 15, 15 um, Blight Lords, 3 into 5? Yeah, 3 into 5. Yeah. And then we took... Uh, uh, we've got 60 Poxwalkers in that squad. In that detachment, yeah. Nice. Yep. And then the second detachment, we've got Chosen Sons. We've got a Lord of Virulence with Patrigen, uh the Fever, which is uh, the Mortal Wound one. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the Blight Spawn also has a Pathogen as well. He has the, uh, what is the name of that one? Uh, sixes or additional hits. It's a little difficult. I apologize because obviously. That's okay. uh, Once you get it all together, let's just recap it nice and condensed so people listening can actually understand what you're saying. Uh, uh, explosive outbreak. That's what it is. Yeah. It's just that uh, Battle Scribe doesn't obviously have the pathogens and stuff. So that's kind of the only thing that. Uh, yeah. It I, mean, I don't even think we need to get lost in the weeds with it. We can post your actual list in the description of the video of the podcast. Let's just, what are the units you're taking? You know, top to bottom. Sure. So we got. Uh, like I said, Typhus, Foul Blight Spawn. Uh, then you've got five, sorry, three five man squads of Blightlord Terminators uh, with uh, the Blight Launcher and a Flail uh, in each squad. Uh, then you got 60 Poxwalkers. That's your, um, mm -hmm. that's, that's your, um, uh, that's that first Vanguard, attachment there. Attachment. Okay. Sorry, I was finding so you're, words. You're yeah, no. And then uh, in there is uh, another character, uh, a Lord of Contagion. And then in the second detachment is the uh, Chosen Sons. We've got a Lord of Virulence. We've got uh, Tallyman. We've got a Surgeon. And we've got that Putrefier. So, and then we've got uh, two squads of uh, Flamer Boys. Uh, Death Shroud Terminators. All right, two squads of three. Two yes, squads two of squads of three. Okay. All right, so just like a ton of Terminators, two Plague Burst Crawlers, and sixty Pox Walkers. So basically, it's just the unending swarm um, coming at you and, and beating you up in close combat. What do you think that like someone just shooting you though could just you know blow you up? Like I'm thinking Ad Mega Guard Gunline type of thing. Well, I mean, Terminators can deep strike, so that does give you some abilities there. The army can mostly hide, which is nice, and they can kind of all come in and do what they need to do. Um, so I do like the ability to do that. I mean, I hate to say it, but like as a Death Guard list, as mono Death Guard, that is something that you're just going to have to suffer through you know uh yeah, and there's no i don't get shot i mean there is cloud of flies but two to four cp depending yeah. it's just not where you want to be yep i mean you do have spells you can make a unit minus one to hit and you can make one terminator unit you know toughness six strength six which is super strong so that is but good. at the end of the day you're just grinding it yeah i mean you oh, have cool. a six up feel no pain uh with the surgeon and you're just kind of hanging out i mean there's not really much you can uh you can do to stop it unfortunately I, like i wish i had a like a great like oh man you could totally do this strat yeah yeah they don't have that unfortunately uh it's one of the the disappointments i have with the book is that we don't have like a lot of forward progression like they move and you can make them move six inches a turn but that's 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 it. No access to warp time. Uh, the transports, I'm not really a fan of. Uh, rhinos just feel bad to me. Um, oh, without containing monster. I mean, they work in like sisters because you can charge 27 inches out of them, but just charging like nine inches out of them isn't going to get you anywhere. You're also charging like normal, um, just normal old plague marines so it's not really like your oh yeah you could do possessed like possessed actually do possessed are good too possessed are not bad um my issue with possessed is like i really feel like at two wounds they really uh missed the board on them i feel like if they would have been three wound models it would i think they can't be three wound models they're still uh, disgustingly resilient at two wounds each like at three wound models at 20 points they completely dominate terminators i would even take a four plus invul like demon four plus or something like that you know just some other ability that made them a little more durable they don't need to be three wounds but it would have been nice to have some other additional ability 
uh, that would have made them. I think they're just like, they're not really any more durable than Plague Marines. And when compared to all your Terminators, they look really squishy. Yeah. 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 You're right. Like, I mean, they're not actually not, not durable, but like, I get it. Compared to your Terminators, they're like, I'll just shoot those. Yeah. I'm all in on the Terminator boat. I think Terminators are quite fantastic. Um, so that's, that's awesome. the list. I will uh, obviously get the list for you guys. You guys can post something. So, but what what is the uh, what are your secondaries and plan for that with this game? So, um, unfortunately, the uh, the the end game secondaries. Uh, so the secondaries for Death Guard. Don't tell me you don't like them. I love them. Uh, oh, um. Well, break my heart, TJ. Just let me down easy. Well, Battlefield Supremacy is one that we draw some of our best secondaries from. And mm-hmm. if you have, yeah, I'm a big fan of the sickness more so than that one. Okay, so the sickness one, I find that um, it, it's a rough sell to get all the points because you know you're slow, very slow, and these are actions. And really, the only ones that that really you want to do it is pox walkers because the rest of your army takes more wounds slash they might not get it done. So, um. That's why I don't particularly like the secondaries from this. They just feel off-putting. And a lot of them are very much like, did you get to the other side of the map type stuff, which yeah. that's great. I, don't, I just don't think your list is particularly built to do them, Correct. Uh, which is okay. But then what secondaries are you planning on achieving with your army? Like, how does your army actually win the game? So um, Battlefield Supremacy. So, I mean, Engage is always good. You have units that are deep striking in that can basically, they're on that point, whether or not they make the charge, they're on that side of the map. So that's good. So Engage usually feels a little better for that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, grind okay. It Down also feels really good for this list. Uh, you just, you're not really, you're not really losing units often. Um, so you've yeah. got long range yeah, fire. Down for sure. Mm-hmm. You could pick off some some little units with the mortars and things like that, your bolters and stuff like that. Where they go to grab objectives, they're you know out in the middle of the map. So this is what, so that's the secondary that I usually. Those are the two like those are my go tos. Those are the ones that are like interesting. I'm surprised you didn't go for while we stand we fight. Uh, while we stand we fight is terminators. I want the yeah. to think of it. I don't. Yeah, they're, they're gonna die. It's, yeah, I, for me it's fighters crawlers. That's why. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. 200 they're 210 points so three units of terminators doesn't feel that good no, that's, um, they're gonna they're there to die i mean if they die they better don't work but yeah and then the last one's usually you know secondary based uh sorry army based whatever your opponent has for you know uh, well, I mean, if, even if someone is taking like bring it down isn't really a secondary anymore because it just got super hard assassinate to get assassinate oftentimes it means you table the other guy that's not realistic for what you're trying to do so like I understand there's sometimes there's mission ones that are nice to you, but like, all right, you're playing Space Marines, there's no nice mission secondary. What's the plan? So it would be uh, Engage, definitely. Uh, grind it down, mm-hmm. like I said, the first two that I picked. And then the last one, we'd probably go with, uh, depending on how many ejectors were and things like that, you you could go with the mission one. I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm just saying often I don't go for it, uh, depending on what the, the matchup is. But yeah, if obviously if their list lends me absolutely no secondaries, and I have no help at all. Um, Scramblers isn't terrible. Scramblers is another one that the Terminators could do and just do stuff. Does it? Is it going to feel good? No, that does not feel good at all. But it's ten points, and we can do it. Yeah, it is doable. It is definitely doable. Um, but I mean, you know, generally, uh, those are the ones that I that I look for. Uh, the second, like I said, that that secondary isn't bad. The only issue with that secondary is. The mission one is, sorry, the Death Guard secondary is you might score nine points on it at most. Maybe you get lucky and you score a 12, but I that means you're playing a mission that probably has six objectives, um, mm-hmm. which doesn't really happen often, slash you got to all of those objectives and, and you did stuff to it. So um, it's not usually one I take. Now, the endgame one... Um, I wish it wasn't Battlefield Supremacy because I would most definitely take that one. But yeah, that's the competing with Engage sucks. Yeah, competing with Engage or Domination, like because this list is, you know. Yeah, the games where you can dominate, that's going to be easy. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, we usually go for, you know, Assassinate because you are deep striking in characters in the backfield if he does have a lot. 
you know, bring it down if it's a lot of transports or things like that. Or, you know, like I said, scramblers, I mean, it's not the worst one in the world. And you can, you could do pox walkers to do that. It's not like the best, again, not the best thing for them. So, yeah, I got you. All right. Well, John, is there any other questions you want to ask Mr. TJ before we sign off? No, not at all. Not at all. Thanks for the discussion, TJ. Hopefully people find some value in learning some, <clears throat> some of the new death guard, which is kind of exciting. Uh, before we go, I guess we could just say that, um, what is your guys' opinion? I mean, it can't be changed now, right? Uh, five plus feel no pain or whatever it was, or feel no pain versus uh, the new minus one damage. I mean, are you excited? Is that a side grade, an upgrade, a downgrade? I'm kind of curious what you guys, your pros, think. I think it's a side grade. It definitely is a side grade. grade. I, I feel like it's definitely a side grade. Um, I think that like you you're going to feel it against mortal wounds where you're just taking it now. You're, you're going to feel awesome against plasma scepters. Yeah, I think it, it, it helps the units. Is it? It's going to help, and it hurts the rest of the book. So, like, like I said, it really helps out Terminators. It really helps out those characters. Things that have a lot of wounds, it helps out to a certain degree. Units that have a lot of wounds, it helps out. But like Plague Burst Crawlers, they they do not like that change at all. That is not fun for them. Um, same thing with your uh, Plague Marines. I mean, yeah, minus one damage, but like two wound, five plus feel no pain would have been really sweet. I definitely would have liked to see that. But we are here. Mm-hmm. Yep. There we go. All right. Well, that was our discussion in the list construction phase of our podcast. In part two, we're going to go talk about how to play list. And we'll get into some some of the tips and tricks and nitty-gritty dirty details of optimal play with this Death Guard list. So in order to get that, all you have to do is become one of our patrons or join us at theartofwar40k.com. Uh, you can sign up for the premium podcast there. Uh, for for those of you that do, we'll see you in episode two. For everyone else, we'll see you next week. Like the strategy discussion you heard? Want to hear more about the tactics of this list? Sign up for our Patreon at aow40k.com, where we go deep into details of optimal play. This has been Art of War, a strategy and tactics podcast for Warhammer 40K. Hosted by Nick Nanavati and John Damaris. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Find us at AOW40K.com. And of course, connect on Facebook. Just look for AOW40K. 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 Till next time.